1: It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Mickey Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Mickey Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com.
0: What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. And welcome to Episode 34, New York City Doubleheader Nets, Mets, all in one day. Great episode last week with uh, episode 33, Magic and Lightning, where I took a trip down to Florida, a business trip, and turned it into a memorable Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, so here we got a impromptu Mets-Nets doubleheader, and we're going to get things going. So why don't we jump into it, Rick? I think we should. So really, I think the premise of this podcast
2: episode is to talk about a doubleheader we've talked about it before on an nfl level going to an eagles one o'clock game and a giants eight thirty p.m sunday night football game rob you did a little bit of a quasi doubleheader like you just mentioned down in florida not on the same day but back to back and it's really all about taking advantage of sports schedules and proximities between stadiums and different teams and even if it's a different sport it doesn't matter it's all about going to live events with people that you love enjoying the atmospheres and the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Mets in Queens doesn't get better
0: than that a day in the city a day in the city we're gonna jump into it but I'll be remiss, Rick if I didn't bring up holy smokes we're sitting next to each other it's true Robbie
2: we've done many many podcasts and uh It's good to be alongside you here in the tri-state area. We've got an exciting next couple of weeks and months, but uh,
0: good to see you again, pal. Exactly, exactly. It's been too long. Uh, But yeah, Rick's up here for a special reason. Uh, May I say a little tennis, a little U.S. Open? Keep your
2: eyes out at the U.S. Open. It's going to be a fun one. Watch out for the ball, boy!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving along, motoring along. Uh, so let's jump into this. So uh guys so back in 2013 I went to a Mets game and it was the Mets Nationals and it was a uh, it was a game in in uh in April and I think after this game I vowed I would never ever go to a baseball game until it was June. <laughs> Little chilly uh April uh like opening uh, it was like opening week for the Mets and they were playing the Nationals and the uh the Mets uh won two nothing but this was Back when Bryce Harper was playing on the Nationals, so it was fun to see him play. A lot of Mets players, they were getting hot. In 2015, they went to the World Series. So this was like, you know, all their young pitchers. uh, uh, We had Syndergaard. We had uh, Mats, We had all these uh, DeGrom uh, in there. Harvey was in the mix. So it was definitely a great game to go to.
2: Rob, you grew up as a Mets fan, so any Mets game was a great game to go
0: to for you. Diehard Mets fan. Since the age of 12, myself and Mike Galano and various friends have been taking the NJ Transit from Little Silver, New Jersey, all the way to Penn Station at like 12 years old, sixth grade, taking the train by ourselves. It's an hour and a half train ride and then getting a hot dog at uh, Penn Station, hopping on the LIRR out to Shea Stadium, old Shea Stadium, which was another 30 minutes tacked on there. We commuted four hours, all together to go and watch our Mets, totally shit the bed. <laughs> it was dedication. We went to 15 games in one season as, like, teenagers. And uh, I've been a Mets fan ever since. You're never going to stop me from being a Mets fan. I'm in great company with Jerry Seinfeld, with Adam Sandler, with Kevin James, just to name a few. So I'm sticking
2: sticking true with the orange and blue. As you should, Rob. Once you become a sports fan of a particular team – You stay with that team. And there's going to be a lot of lows, but there's also going to be highs. And the one day or the many days that they enjoy success and win a championship, it'll all be worth it. Yeah. So, you want me to walk you through the game? You know, uh, tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about that Nationals-Mets game back in 2013, and then I want to hear how you parlayed the game and then the transportation in over to Brooklyn for an evening Nets
0: game. Definitely. So the Mets, so the Mets game, I went with a couple of buddies of mine and, uh, you know, April, early April, not everyone's going to the game. So we bought tickets for super cheap. We actually just bought tickets there. We were like, Hey, we're just going to drive up and get tickets there. So we got tickets for like 20 bucks each. And they were like nosebleed tickets. Uh, but we decided, we said, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to scoot on down. And this is City Field. So it's not Shea Stadium, City Field. Uh, and uh, we were like, we're going to scoot on down. So we bought nosebleeds, classic Rick and Rob Brandt move, buying nosebleeds, and then just moving on down. I think we sat like third row on the uh, third baseline um, for for pretty much uh, more than half the game.
2: Not too uh, shabby. Three of
0: us, so we were able to move on down. That's the thing about baseball is you can really kind of sit wherever you want. Unless it's a big, big game, uh, it's not going to be sold out. Um, but 2-0, Mets won, so we were like, hey, this, is a, this was a great experience. It was a 1 o'clock game. Game was over by 4 o'clock, and I was looking up ESPN and seeing what was else was going on in the city because the really neat thing about New York is you have so many options, right, Rick? It's
2: true. You could go to baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, football. There's at least two teams basically in every sport in the tri-state area and then you get the seasons that overlap. And now you're looking at six, eight, sometimes maybe 10
0: different options. And you got concerts, too. You got concerts. You got everything going on in the city that never sleeps. But I was looking on ESPN. I was like, what's going on tonight? What can we do with my, me and my buddies? And there was a Brooklyn Nets game going on. It was game one of the NBA finals uh, or NBA playoffs uh, first round. And uh, it was against the Bulls. So it was a 7 o'clock start and I happen to have a connection with the Nets, so I decided to, uh, to hit up that connection, and I got, um, I got us some tickets because the connection, Jared, who's a friend of Mike Chew's, a uh, friend from home, Jared works for the Nets, and when people don't buy tickets, I'm able to buy them at face value. <laughs> that, that sounds like a great deal, and I'm impressed with you utilizing all of your resources to make it happen, that's what it's all about. Exactly. And then uh, we drove, so we drove to the Mets game, and then we drove to Brooklyn, parked the car, and went in for the game. And, you know, the game was awesome. The The Nets ended up winning 106-89. Uh, to 89. So it was a nice victory over the Bulls. So we saw uh, the Mets win, the Nets win, and uh, we sat. We, we didn't even have to move up. The tickets we got were, were nine rows back. Damn, and you said this was a playoff game? Yeah, yeah, they just weren't sold. I asked Jared, I said, what tickets aren't sold? And he goes, here you go. Face value, 50 bucks, so 200 bucks for these uh, these tickets.
2: That sounds like a steal right there. First first playoff game, Barclays Center. Let's talk a little bit about the Barclays Center because I think it's one of the coolest stadiums in the NBA. It's a stadium that you and I have frequented often. So tell me what your thoughts were
0: being in Brooklyn, watching the Nets playoff game. Barclays, uh, Barclays Arena is, is the uh, – is one of the best stadiums. It's so it, it's designed to be like almost like a nightclub kind of because Jay Z is a part owner, and uh, it's 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 just a fun atmosphere. They really designed it super well for basketball, uh, but not for hockey. They tried bringing the islands in there. It didn't didn't really work out. Um, but such a cool arena. Uh, you know, it's in Brooklyn. They needed something in Brooklyn. Really easy to get to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, re- it's like, you know, only like, I guess, 10 years old at this point. But they have all different championship games there. Um, they have awesome suites, awesome clubs. I mean, the NBA draft that we just talked about was hosted there.
2: Yeah, let's see. We've seen the NBA draft there. I know, I recall us going to, uh, I think it was Atlantic 10 March Madness championship type basketball for the Atlantic 10 basketball and we've seen some Nets games over there. I think next episode we'll dive into a, a comedy concert we saw there, a comedy show. And so yeah, Barclays Center is definitely phenomenal. Really think it's a awesome, well designed, unique stadium, and I couldn't be a bigger fan. Yeah, yeah. So you want me to drop some history on these people, Rick? I think that people would love that. All right.
0: What up, everybody? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. All right, all right. Which one do you want me to do? Let's start off with City Field, also relatively newish stadium. What was, when was it built, Rob? So uh, the history of the Mets, and I dove a little deep right here because I'm a huge Mets fan. I kind of got engulfed in the information. Uh, But anyway, uh, 1957, Dodgers, Giants, New York Dodgers, New York Giants split town. They say, we're getting the hell out of New York going all the way across, can't stand New York. We're moving to California. They move to California. One goes to LA, one goes to San Francisco, and you got the Yankees in in New York, but then you don't have another team. So uh, there was an attorney by the name of William Shea, who they actually named the the stadium after. Mm. Um, He was like, hey, let's get another team in here. 1962 rolls around, and they're trying to form, William Shea is trying to form this team and he's calling up everybody. He's, he's dialing every National League expansion team to try and have them move up to New York. He's trying to get the Phillies to move up to New York. He's trying to get other teams to move up to New York. Nobody wants to move to New York, so they decide, let's make a new team. Tons of names in the hopper, tons of names. A couple of them, Islanders, who later became the hockey team. Sure. The Jets, who later became the football team. Of course. The, the New York Bees the New York Skyscrapers, the Burroughs, the Meadowlarks, whatever that is. <laughs> and then they decided on the Metropolitans and just shortened it to Mets. And what was unique about this is the Mets, uh, you know, to create their jerseys, they actually just took the, the Dodgers blue and the Giants orange and slapped it together. So that's why when you're watching Mets games and it's an orange and blue, you know, you got, you got the history of the Dodgers and the, uh, and the Giants there. And what's really unique about that is usually you have to battle for fan bases when you're a new team. But what was so genius about this move is you just took all of the Brooklyn Dodgers, and they're used to cheering for blue, or the, uh, yeah, the Brooklyn Dodgers, and then you took the uh, New York Giants and put it together. So the New York Giants fan base and the Brooklyn Dodgers fan base just formed one and became the Mets fan base. I like <laughs> it. So right away, they had a ton of fans, which was super unique. That very rarely happens. You just have to grow that organically. Um, and that's 1962. Uh, from 1962 to 1969, for lack of a better word, the Mets were terrible. They were terrible. They were actually called the lovable losers. Like they, the, the, the fans loved the team, but they lost every season. They had a losing record to start their first seven seasons. 1969 rolls around they become the miracle Mets it was their first ever winning season they finished 100 and 100 wins 62 losses but they won 38 of their last 49 games to go into the playoffs they had Tom Seaver who's Hall of Fame pitcher um, that was his rookie year um, and he finished with 25 wins which was insane um, and then they ended up going on and beating the Baltimore Orioles and winning the World Series. And uh, so that was their 1969 uh, World Series victory. From 1970 all the way to 1986, ups and downs. They were actually – it was called the Dark Ages for the Mets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 1986 rolls around. You got Dwight Gooden. You got Daryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez. Uh, was a Carter on the team as well? And the nickname was – Uh, uh, play hard, party harder, and they ended up winning the 1986 World Series, but they were just known as the most absurd partiers in New York City, just being out until three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, in fact, uh, uh, Dwight Gooden missed the parade after they won, (laughs) after they won, so, and then they made it back to the World Series in in 2015, and uh, it's kind of been up and down since, but you got to roll with the punches. Unbelievable. Yeah,
2: the Mets, they definitely have had their ups and downs. You uh, haven't have really witnessed too much of the ups throughout your lifetime. You've seen a few. But uh, yeah, great history in the Mets. I love the trivia there with the Giants and the Dodgers with the uniforms, orange and blue. Good stuff from Mr. Shea and might I say yourself.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) moving along, (laughs) moving along Uh, now to the to the Nets, like it's uh, they have like an interesting history. Uh, I mean, uh, they are uh, they're in Brooklyn now. Uh, They started in in 19 in the the 1960s uh, in North Jersey and uh and then in 1976 they were scrambling for a stadium and they ended up just playing in an armory in the teaneck armory in teaneck new jersey but they had somebody known as julius irving aka dr j and this was when the aba was around the american basketball association and the nba and dr j led the nets to two uh world championships if you will So, the Nets do technically have two uh, championships. They don't have NBA championships, but they have ABA championships. Okay. uh, Whatever that means now. Uh, (laughs) uh, And uh, they were, before the Nets, they were actually called the Americans. They were the New Jersey Americans. They were the New York Americans, then New Jersey Americans. Team changed that, and then they moved to Newark. And when they made the move to Newark, they became the Nets. Uh, kind of a cop-out, uh, uh, pretty lame uh, lame name. They just basically took the basketball net, and we're just like, yeah, we're going to be the Nets. Huh. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and that's how you get the Nets. They spent their time in New Jersey, and it's just been a roller coaster with the Nets, uh, you know, after the 1976 ABA championship. Uh, it's, been, uh, re- it's been rebuilding. Good times but not great times rebuilding good times but not great times and rebuilding again and that just is the uh, never-ending saga with the uh, the Nets franchise they uh, they went to an NBA Finals with Jason Kidd in 2001 I believe and then just got absolutely smoked by David Robinson and Tim Duncan of the uh, of the Spurs I think they got swept for Uh and then uh, you know it's been back and forth they kind of make the playoffs but um, They got Jay-Z as an owner. So hey, they got, listen. They got that going for him, which Actually, is nice.
2: <laughs> believe it or not, I think Jay-Z is no longer an owner. I think not. Yeah, I think he ended up, uh, you know, with his whole agency, Rock Nation. I think they ended up having it part ways, just a conflict of interest. But nonetheless, he did get them going. He was uh, definitely a big figurehead in that franchise when they moved into Brooklyn. We grew up watching the Nets. We used to go to games all the time, being Jersey boys. So – I have a special place in my heart for the Nets. Maybe that's part of the reason why I want to see them succeed in Brooklyn. And, and good, good for Brooklyn. They've got a team. They've got somebody to cheer. They don't have to, you know, go all the way into Manhattan uh, to watch the Knicks play, which really nobody even really wants to watch the Knicks play at this point. I liked my experiences at both City Field and at the Barclays Center because of the fan experience. I just felt like both. Uh, teams create a fun environment. It's an enjoyable atmosphere. I think the concessions, if I recall correctly, both were very unique to uh, their local neighborhoods. I remember Brooklyn having some really great Brooklyn pizzas and cheesecakes. And um, man, that fried dough, that fried dough at City Field, that's, that's a keeper. That's unbelievable. Give you a
0: heart attack, but it's a keeper. You were all about the fried dough. When I went there with you one time, you were like, I need to get there. I absolutely need the fried dough. We searched every level to get to the fried dough. And it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, put a little sugar on top there, put a little of that powdered sugar. It's glorious, glorious. You know you know, we, we should sneak in and just get some get some fried dough there. You know, I
2: don't know if they're working these days, but uh, I, I would say if you're in the New York City area, when you're able to go back to sporting events, I'd look into going to what Rob did, a, a doubleheader, uh Mets Nets I love that Uh, good on you for that and like you said it sounds like both teams ended up pulling out the W maybe you were their lucky charm that day in April maybe I just have to go to all
0: their games (laughs) all right well that's going to wrap it up for the Brothers Brandt thanks for listening thank you so much for listening my name is Rob Brandt and I'm Rick Brandt and we are the Brothers Brandt God bless stay safe
1: it's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love that's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from minky couture with hundreds of different styles and sizes of minky couture blankets you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year shop the best deals of the season at minky